F up for life. You need to learn how to wrap that thing up. What is going on, everyone? It is us, the Philly Experience. The usual suspects are back. Damn, and we have a jammed, packed show for you today talking Eagles, Sixers, sprinkling some Phillies in there, and some general NFL topics. I'm Tanner Martin, joined by Tyre Hood and Max Gretz. So look, guys, let's get right into it. All right. We missed a lot while we were away. I mean, free agency was we know it's hard in the NFL. We have Deshaun Watson to the Browns, Russ to the Broncos, Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins, Devontae Adams to the Raiders, Maddie Ice to the Colts. Plenty of other guys were on the move as well. Out of the people I highlighted and much more that happened in the NFL, what do you guys think is your highlight move so far in free agency? I mean, the highlight move so far for me, and the, and the only reason why this is highlighted to me is because it, it directly affected the the Philadelphia Eagles offseason was the trade of Russell Wilson. I mean, if for, for, for Russell Wilson's entire career, all right, the Philadelphia Eagles have been after this, after this man. As a matter of fact, he was going to be the, the, the third um, third round draft pick for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. When instead, he said he was going to bring them a Super Bowl. Correct. When instead, it, 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 the Seahawks picked them before the Philadelphia Eagles, and it turned out to be Nick Foles. The rest is history. We already know. But the reason why that affected it so much was because Russell Wilson had a no trade clause in his contract. So that allowed him to be able to maneuver and move to, you know, pretty much wherever he wanted to go to. And, of course, the Philadelphia Eagles had interest, you know, not being, you know, that that enamored, I guess you could say, with Jalen Hurts. So they tried to kick the tires with Russell. I guess it didn't work out. He ends up going to Denver, which I've, I've said, you know, the last time that we met up, I don't think that was the smartest move considering the division he was playing in, not to mention the conference that he's playing. It's not going to be that easy for him to take the Broncos to the playoffs, but I digress. But for me, that was probably the more, the most standout move. I didn't be only because you don't see franchise quarterbacks moving like that anymore. Like I've, Let's be honest here. This has been a crazy offseason, guys. I mean, you don't see yeah. the the franchise players that's been moved. You don't you don't typically see that in the average offseason. Yeah, it's been crazy, honestly. Probably the most wild offseason we've seen ever in the NFL. Tyree Kill and Deshaun Watson stand out off the bat uh, just because the Tyree Kill thing was so quick. It was like half an hour later after the breaking news came out of him wanting a trade, requesting a trade. He's gone. But I have to stick with Devontae Adams going to the Raiders. Because, like, with Rodgers coming back to Green Bay, you think, okay, Adams is going to stay. Rodgers must talk behind closed doors, got Adams to stay, and they're going to keep doing their thing in Green Bay. And then he gets traded. And not only that, but he gets traded to a team that looks kind of dangerous now on paper. When you talk about Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller and now Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, serviceable quarterback, probably above average top 12 quarterback in the league, even though he gets some disrespect. But – you have Josh Jacobs still in the backfield, and then Chandler Jones added to that defense. So that division is going to be wild out there because, like you said, T. Russell Wilson now comes to the division as well, and you already had Patty Mahomes and Herbert. So it's going to be it's going to be a crazy season upcoming, and that division is just going to be one to watch week in and week out. That's going to be such a competitive division, Max. You took my pick with Devontae Adams not being on the Packers anymore. I mean, what is Aaron so Rodgers going to like, do? What are we even going to do? You know, it's going to be so yeah, weird not exactly. seeing him. Yeah, and I think aside from that, I do want to talk about the Tyreek Hill move. 
because you have now Aaron Rodgers has won an MVP without Devontae Adams on the team. You go back to um, earlier, his first MVP nod. But with Patrick Mahomes, I mean, his playing, we haven't seen him play without Tyreek Hill on the team. Now, there was so many weapons, and let's not forget to mention Juju Smith-Schuster is now on the Chiefs. I know that they are heavily looking at DK Metcalf as well, which would be crazy because oh, um, it's like the Chiefs don't miss a beat. But it's going to be interesting to see how this affects Kelsey's play, uh, where you have Tyreek Hill sort of distracting defense away from – from Travis Kelsey, giving him open looks. Who's going to be that guy? Who's going to be that distraction? Is Juju Smith-Schuster going to be able to step up in that role? I mean, obviously not as fast, um, not as good as Tyreek Hill, but it's going to be interesting to see how Patrick Mahomes can can sort of adapt in this new position he's in. And again, we'll still have to see if they make another addition to the wide receiver position, but there's still guys out there. Um, for you guys, you have, and I mentioned uh, DK, Matthews out there. Baker Mayfield is out there. We mentioned that Deshaun Watson moved to the Browns. Jimmy G, I think he might just return to San Francisco, but that's my opinion. Stefan Gilmore, you have Wagner, who looks like he's going back to the Ravens. OBJ showed some interest returning to Cleveland. To you guys, which player are you circling, and where do you think that they're going to go? Man, it, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. The thing with the issue with OBJ, of course, is him suffering that injury during the Super Bowl. So that pretty much that's going to take him out of commission for a nice little while for whoever decides they want to pick him up. So that's that's one issue right there. It, I mean. Bobby Wagner is still a hell of a linebacker. I don't I don't know how the hell he's still out there unsigned. That's that's a question mark for me. DK Metcalf, I can't see them. I mean, unless they're in total rebuild mode, I can't see them keeping DK Metcalf on this on the Seahawks squad. I I can't see that. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I he's probably the most likely one that's going to be moved. I can't see I can't see the Browns keeping Baker Mayfield on that squad, considering what they did, what they traded for, what they gave up, what they're paying to Sean Watson and Baker Mayfield. In my, just my humble opinion, I don't think he's a backup caliber quarterback. I think he is a decent starter at best. So he's not going to want to play second pine to Deshaun Watson. He's going to want to get himself out of there by any means necessary. As a matter of fact, when the trade went down, he was already trying to, get himself out of Cleveland. So I think he he's going to be most the, definitely on the move. Yeah. I think he's going to be the one to go the, uh, the next big player to move next. What team do you think would, would he go to? What would be the best fit for Baker Mayfield? Ah, oh, man. That, see, now I already have an idea off the top of my head right now. I ahead. think the best move for him will be Seattle. I think him going up there and taking over Russell Wilson's role He's going to have a good coach in Pete Carroll. He'll have a couple of solid weapons with Lockett and DK. I mean, it seems like a solid fit, a team that needs a quarterback. I thought the Saints originally, so they brought back Jameis Winston, right? So says, okay, I'll stay. 
That's a good question. I don't know if that's even going to factor into it. I think the big thing is overall is like, how is the team going to rally around Baker? You know, there's so much drama with him in, you know, Cleveland, all the commercials, all the buzz, all the, you know, keyword drama. And he goes to Seattle. You know, they got a rowdy fan base, but Pacific Northwest, things are a little bit less stressful there, you would think. I mean, nothing in the NFL is, you know, not stressful, but in Seattle compared to Cleveland where, you know, you're talking about a team that just is on you, on you, on you, and trying to, you know, go to the playoffs and make a deep run. You look back last year when the Browns steamrolled the Steelers and got to the uh, NFC, was it, I don't think it was the divisional or, or the champ, or AFC championship game, and you're thinking, wow, Baker, okay, he's taking that step forward. I mean, not got knocked off by the Chiefs, but so be it. He went into Pittsburgh in the COVID season and knocked off the Steelers. And then just takes two steps back this year. So it's a weird career for him so far coming out of Oklahoma. But I think it's a decent fit there in Seattle. Yeah, a lot of moving pieces. And I don't know if you had more to say on that topic before we get specifically into the Eagles. You know what? In terms of in terms of Baker, it... I think you he is a decent Baker quarterback. Fans, right? You guys both aren't huge Baker guys. I'm not no, a huge no, Baker I, guy. But I was at this, rooting for Baker. Yeah, I was kind of sort of rooting for him. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not his biggest fan. I don't have a, a shrine made in his honor. But I think he's a decent quarterback. And I think, you know, when you think about, you know, the Cle- it's the Cleveland Browns. Look at the hand that he was dealt with early in his career. I mean, he had to go through, what, two, three coordinators till eventually, till what you talked about, Tanner, his breakout year. And unfortunately, he didn't live up to the hype um, in the previous year, unfortunately. But, you know, yeah, he's one of those guys that's flashy and, you know, he's got all the commercials going and things of that nature. So, yeah, people are automatically going to say something about him. I mean, most quarterbacks, I mean, shoot, let's be honest here. Most quarterbacks are going to be in commercials. Hell, Jalen Hurts is in a Paramount Plus commercial. Like, come on now. He's also uh, advertising used car sales. As I did well. see that. Not I the best people. acting. No, I not really. Better acting out of an NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's focus now on the Eagles. With Colin Coward released a way too early um, standings prediction, and he had the Eagles third, third? in the NFC East. Mm. The Commanders were in front, mm. and then it was the Cowboys somehow. Somehow, because I, the Cowboys aren't really making any splash moves in free agency. They add another running back, um, and they add a few little players here and there, but nothing, nothing to be scared of if you're uh, can, if you're an opponent to the Cowboys. But they have the Commanders, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants. That is his list. What do you guys think about that? Uh, I okay. So the Cowboys are still king of the NFC East. There's no doubt about that. That's my personal opinion. Yes, they lost some players via free agency. Yes, they traded away Amari Cooper. But talent-wise, they're still the best team in the NFC East. I, I hate to say that, but they are still the best team. I don't argue with them on that. In terms of Washington, I don't know how Carson Wentz is going to work out. I don't know what type of offense they're going to put him in just yet. If you put him in a pass-happy offense, Carson Wentz is going to struggle. Because careful what you say, T. Careful the reason why, say, but, but hear me Max out. Max is waiting to jump yeah, in. Yeah, I know, I know. The, the jackass, he's always waiting. Anyway, the reason why I say this is because Carson Wentz, the more he throws, like the more likely he is to make mistakes. If you notice in the beginning last year when he was with Indianapolis, they put him in a pass happy offense, and 
you know, they didn't really win a whole lot of games. It wasn't until they started putting the offense on the back of Jonathan Taylor that in the pressure was taken off of Carson Wentz that you saw Carson Wentz start to succeed a little bit more. So they started winning it despite Carson Wentz. So gunslinger mentality. T. Come on. Gunslinger. He has a gunslinger, gunslinger mentality, but he also, he, he got to be able to read the field, man. Well, how many times have we said that about Carson Wentz? He struggles sometimes Listen, to read the no, field. I, I agree with you. I agree with you hundred percent. I think this is, it's an interesting rankings. I think that we can all agree that giants are awful and they'll come in last again. Uh, but overall, the Cowboys are still the best team in the division. They have the best quarterback in the division. And I think the Eagles, overall, you look at their offseason with Pascal, Reddick, you know, you re-signed Fletcher Cox. I wasn't a huge fan of that re-signing, but you need bodies, I guess. That was the argument I've talked about with some of the, some people is that you needed bodies up there to just stuff the run. And Hargrave had a couple of good games, but he's not, you know, I, th- I guess as great as we thought he could have been coming from Pittsburgh. Uh Nazir White, I think, or Kazir White, however you pronounce his first name. Yeah, he is going to be a, a solid player, I hope, coming off a really good year with the Chargers and Anthony Harris re-signed as well. So I think the Eagles are still going to be running that running that rock, and I think they're going to come in second in the division again behind the Cowboys. Now, the Chargers' pass defense did struggle at times during the season, and some could point to White's performance in that. But, I mean, a team that's been searching for a linebacker and add Reddick earlier, and then now White, definitely does not hurt this Eagles team. And we talk about the draft picks. We're still talking about those draft picks well, because the draft hasn't happened, of course. Go ahead, T. Well, the thing with Kazir is Kazir's not an outside pass rushing linebacker. He's a he's more or less right. a middle linebacker. And considering the fact that they play mostly a 3-4 defense out there in Los Angeles, and I think he's coming off a year where he had 144 tackles in the previous year. Like that's that's some crazy production. And if you talk to Chargers fans, they're they're very upset that he's not coming back and that he's with the Eagles. So especially on that cheaper of yeah. a contract as well, right? So, so I think they got. I think the Eagles picked up a hell of a linebacker. Now it just depends on what position they put him in to make plays. They better put him at middle and replace that. coming up too. I mean, there's still these three picks Eagles can work with here and add to that defense. I think Howie Roseman just won't shy away from adding an offensive piece. So I think he's definitely going to use one of those picks on some sort of offensive player, whether it be a lineman, whether it be a receiver. Um, But overall, I think two, if not all three, should be used on the defense because, listen, the offense is built around the run, and if they're going to harp on it and continue to do so, you got a solid offensive line, but you might need to add an offensive lineman just because there's some aging guys up front. Uh, you know, you had that center out of Iowa, yeah. you know, which Kelsey going to be gone after the next year, you would think. So Lane Johnson's getting up there as well. My lot is you ha- and, and Dickerson, you have, you know, stapled in there. But I would like them to see see another offensive lineman added. And then after that, you're probably going to need an edge rusher because I don't see Derek Barnett. I-, I wouldn't be surprised if Derek Barnett is gone after this year <laughs> or even midway through this year, honestly. Can, 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 because right. go ahead, he re- yeah, no, he resigned it, resigned it to a two-year contract, but I just don't see how that's going to work out. It- At the end of this year, I wouldn't be surprised if he just cut and let go because he had two sacks all last season in a full season worth of games. It's just not good enough. So I think the Eagles are going to go out there and draft another edge rusher and then hopefully a defensive back as well. Uh, can, let, let's just put a pin real quick and, and just talk about that just for a hot minute. That was the stupidest. You're paying. I understand he's not making a whole lot of money. I'm not making no fuss about how much money Derek Barnett is making. But Howie Roseman, you decided to resign a guy who has more career penalties than he has sacks. Like It's stupid. What, what are you thinking? I don't understand that. Not to mention how many holes. Derek Barnett, just by himself, how many holes did he put the defense in? Just by himself. 
I, I don't understand yeah. it. I'd rather take a chance on a third or fourth round edge rusher and have him in the rotation more than I would trust Derek Barnett. That's how much, that's how little faith I have in Barnett. That was a stupid signing. You should have let him just walk. I'm sorry. He's a bonehead. Yeah, it was so aggravating. Last season, every penalty thrown, it was like, okay, who is it? Uh, of course, it's Derek Barnett. It's always him. And just just pushing the the um just pushing the team in, in the bad spots on yeah, the field sucks, and man. hurting the team. He sucks so bad. Like I just want to put that out yeah. there real quick. He's, he's not terrible. even terrible. Uh, yeah, he's not in even a playoff game. Rushing. He didn't do anything. He can't get after the pat. He can't get after the quarterback. You saw it in the in the playoff game against Tampa Bay. Just could not do anything on that defensive line to create pressure. I know Josh Sweat missed the game. That was a huge loss because he was just starting to hit his stride at the end of the regular season, then had that emergency surgery. So people probably, you know, forget about that in some sort of sense. But, you know, if he's healthy, that not saying the game would have turned out differently, but pressure would have been put up more on Brady than what the Eagles ended up getting. So if you're getting swept back this year healthy, Barnett, you know, it's a terrible signing. I think it's just horrible signs. Terrible. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he'll Terrible. take this criticism and, and turn it into something positive to show on the field, no, but all, did not negative. see a lot of that no uh, last season. With he all sticks. that being said, though, real quick, what are your guys' off-season grades for the Eagles? Give them like a C-plus, honestly. Ooh, you're a whole lot more nicer than C+. I am. You are a whole lot C+. more wow. nice. You guys are harsh. I'm giving them a D. Plus. I mean, listen, Hassan Reddick is the only reason I'm up that high because, look, Zach Pascal, like – I'll go walk out on the street right now and find a Zach Pascal. Like <laughs> nobody special, just a good shifty slot guy. Just only here because he played in Indy with Nick Sirianni. If he if he didn't play with Sirianni, he wouldn't even be here. Listen, you want to tell me he's better than Jalen Rager? Fine, whatever. Cool, he's better than Jalen Rager. You're setting the bar so low. So he's gonna step in here. Is he better than Nel- he might not even be better than Nelson Aguilar when uh, Aguilar was here? When Aguilar was here, not now, Nelson Aguilar. I'm talking about when he was here. Prime. You know, when he was here with the Eagles and he made his, you know, his decent run, sort of, so to speak. So, uh, you know, as you're like number two splash signing this offseason, because everything else was basically a re-sign for the most part with Fletcher Cox, Kelsey, yep. whatnot. Uh, I know they've got White, too, as his linebacker position, which is, I mean, addressing that is huge. And then Hassan Reddick's a legit pass rusher. He's going to be a huge help. But overall, definitely underwhelming, especially because all offseason we were talking about, oh, let's go possibly grab a quarterback. We're going we're gonna to trade all these picks for like a Deshaun Watson. And then to fall flat and roll with Zach Pascal. I mean, I watched Zach Pascal's highlights. The highlight reel went for about a minute and 30 seconds. It was, that's how many it was that's how and many it was only two different games. Only two <laughs> different <laughs> games they showed in that highlight reel. I'm excited. Reel. I'm like, oh, Zach Pascal, let me go check it out. I'm like, wow, two minutes. It's funny to me, it's too. Amazing. Yep. Look, I, I'm giving them a D. I, I am so wow. underwhelmed Man. by this all Hassan Reddick is a good sign. Hassan Reddick is the only thing that I can hang my hat on. In terms of big name signing, Zach pa- who Zach Pascal on a on a regular average team, Zach Pascal is the fourth or fifth best right receiver. Let's be honest here; he gets elevated to start. number. Yeah, he gets elevated here because we don't have any damn receivers here. That's the only reason why he has as high of a ranking here compared to an average football team. Not to mention the fact that how many how many players were we rumored to be in, and how many of those players did we get? None of Why didn't we sign a receiver either? Like like an actual receiver. Like, like a good actual good I mean, receiver. That's, that's same reaction a lot of other Eagles fans are. Like you think about it, you need to have it. somebody on the other side. Like Allen Robinson goes to the Rams. Like I wanted Allen Robinson because you had Robinson and Devontae Smith with Dallas Scott. That's a legit three 
you know, solid three. Because Devontae Smith, listen, can he develop into a number one? Maybe. Yeah. But right now, he's strictly a number two. Right. Flat out a number two guy, which is not a problem. That's fine. I know we took him in the first round whatnot, but it's fine. He's a plug-and-play number two wide receiver. I just wanted somebody with either uh, equal value, like an equal wide receiver, wide receiver number two, or low-end wide receiver one. But now you got to roll with Quez Watkins and Zach Pascal. I mean, that's just not good enough. And even if you draft somebody in the first round, like, is that really going to move the needle? Like, who knows? Okay, maybe you get, like, a Drake London, whoever the hell else from Baylor. I know there's one other guy that's being talked about. But go ahead, Tanner. You have to, I don't know if you have any names in front of you there. No, I don't. But as you guys are saying this, I mean, with your harsh grading, geez, I'm glad I didn't have you guys as teachers <laughs> in school. But I, just talking it's about funny this, to me too. T, what in this draft would help bump that grade up? And also – Another question, this is for you too, Max. How Would you give up a first and maybe two firsts? I don't know. On DK Metcalf, add him to this Eagles roster. I mean, that's mm. – well, would you do that? So, I would definitely give up a first-round pick. Mm. I don't know about two, but I'd definitely give up a first. So, in terms of – You need of- a guy who's reliable, who can come in and be a staple. You know, we <laughs> don't have that. Somebody's got to help out D- or Devontae on the other side. I agree with you. And in terms of them, how are they going to improve this offseason – they're going to have to go to the draft, and they're going to have to fill in those holes that they did not, They were not able to fill in via free agency. I mean, look, and we've talked about it before, but, I mean, you needed you need another receiver. So that's, that's a hole of, number one. T, I am tired you, of young receivers not being successful on this team and just sitting on the bench for years. And when they come in, we're like, oh, I didn't even know he was still on the team. I'm tired of that. But how many they times, needed to make a yeah. free agency move. I agree with you, but how many times have we drafted a receiver over a receiver that was supposed to be drafted, that we were supposed to draft, had the opportunity to draft, knew we were supposed to draft, but didn't. So who does that follow? That's, again, that's, I mean, we, we can talk fantasy all we want, but when you look at it, we've drafted bums. Except for, you know, Devontae Smith um, was a hit. But going back, and I agree with you, Justin Jefferson was an obvious pick that was skipped over. I mean, DK Metcalf, but you can make that wrong all right by trading that first-round pick and adding DK to the roster. Listen, and Devontae Adams got – what did they get for Adams there? He got a first-round pick, right? It wasn't two first-rounders. It was one and then a third, I think, or a fourth or something like that. yeah. It was some other group of picks, but there was only one first round pick. So if you're telling me, hey, the first and a fourth for DK, sure, I'll do that. Yeah, I would do that. You get DK DK. in here, look out. And and Tanner, you're Mr. Jalen Hurts over there. You're going to need your boy to get some weapons around him so he's going to keep his job because if he doesn't get any help, he's out of here after this year. Yeah, they are putting a whole lot of pressure on him. I know that for sure. A hundred percent, I know that. And it starts, I mean, it's hard because they're are a, still a few holes to fill on this Eagles team. We talk about that aging offensive line. And, I mean, I, I heard you guys not mention Jack Driscoll as well because there's no confidence in this depth. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned the, the fill-in guys like um, Mailata and, and Dickerson. But, really, what position will this team be in in two years if they do not start now with the offensive line drafting? You know what? I think that they hold they don't draft a wide receiver those first two picks. They hold on till late in the first round and they work on building around Jalen Hurts specifically on that offensive line because we've seen he can move it. He he can move the ball. He's got the speed, athleticism. 
he just needs that time back in the pocket. Tanner, I cannot tell you how how pissed I will be if they pick an offensive lineman in the first round. Words cannot describe how angry I will be. I understand. I understand what you're saying that we need to start building on this offensive line. Um, and I completely understand. My lot in Dickerson, that, that's your left side. That's solid for the for the next years to come. Kelsey, we've been saying for years we need to find a backup replacement for him. Right guard, I'm thinking they either put Jack Driscoll or Isaac Ciamalu up in there. Either which one doesn't matter to me. You might want to draft somebody back up to back up Lane Johnson because he's getting long in the tooth as well. You cannot. There's too many other positions, prime positions, other than the offensive line that needs to be addressed in this in with those uh, first round draft picks outside of offensive line. You still don't have a number two corner. You're going into a season where your current safeties are Anthony Harris and Marcus Epps. Max, I know you're not comfortable with that. No, I'm not comfortable with that. I mean, those guys are jackasses. Let's be honest. But <laughs> I think overall, Jesus. like, no, nah, I'm kidding. Anthony Harris Speaking is on, on their name. Harris is on. I want winners. A physical player. You know, I'm talk- we're trying to, again, it's hard talking to me about this because I'm a big picture person here. I'm trying to win a Super Bowl. And you hand me a roster of what the Eagles have now. And it's like, it looks like, uh, you know, just one of those things somebody just scribbled out of a copybook, handed to me, and said, this team's going to finish, you know, nine and eight. So we know so it's hard. It's not good enough flat out. So when I'm sitting here explaining my frustrations, this isn't about making, you know, we're not turning this thing around overnight. But when you, like you said, see, when you hand me Marcus Epps and Anthony Harris as my starting safety, it's like, what am I supposed to do with that? That's you know not, what I mean? I'm not supposed yeah. to sit here and say, hey, yeah, yeah, I'm happy about that. You know, I just no. can't do that. And Max, I'm sure you were not happy hearing what Howie Roseman had to say the other day about this Ooh, team boy. building. And yeah. they can't take away the pillars and yada, yada, yada. I mean, it, it sounds like he is willing to take a lot of time. First uh, off, and, and not focus on that bigger picture, first, like you mentioned, man. First that's off, what happens Tanner, when you get a three-year extension. First that's off, what guys, what pillars are on this team that's left? What damn yeah, pillars? The pillars are old, and they need to be replaced at this point. You have no damn pillars. There is no more foundation on this team. It needs to be rebuilt again. You have failed to do that through the draft. You have failed to do that through a free agency. I don't know what the hell Howie Roseman was saying the other day. Because there, there are no pillars. None. To be honest, the only un- untouchable guys on this team to me personally, and add one if, if you think I forgot one, but Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith and that's are iffy. the two untouchables on this team. Dallas Goddard is iffy. Because really? I think Dallagard is iffy because I expect more from him. He drops the ball in, in very bad situations. Situations where I need him to catch the football. So until I see oh. consistency out of him, I'm just saying. I don't have a problem with him. I don't have a problem with Goddard. You know, if, see, you, there's, there should be 15 to 16 to 20 other guys you complain about on this team before you get to Dallas Goddard. I agree. I think overall generally – go ahead. I agree with you. I, don't get me wrong. I agree with you, but that's the issue. I should be talking about 10 to 15 other guys before I even get to Dallas. That's the damn issue. Why is Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith my primary guys on the squad? That's not good. That tells you that you you don't really have a squad. Skill players. Who? who, who uh, offensive skill who players. I, I mean, even the quarterback at this point is – Is Ryan Kerrigan still on this team? No, he, no, he's gone. For, for oh, thank God. Man, what a waste <laughs> of a signing that was. He's terrible. Listen, I think generally speaking, season, I forgot Milton, he was even on the team. Yeah, so did Milton I. Williams too. Milton Williams should be a solid rotational piece. I think he'll I be sit a here and actually try to look at some of these players. 
Sean exactly. Bradley. Like, where do we, where does he? Is he still special teamer? Is he a guy that can yeah, actually give us something? Teamer. No, he's a special you know, teamer. He was a seventh round pick, so it's only, man, let's be honest. Avante Maddox out of the slot. Zach McPherson out of the slot. Avante 